I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run hip hop by the numbers on Twitter. We use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I'm director of the Fifth Element. Where I highlight the Fifth Element hip hop with knowledge. And if all lives matter, why aren't you also angry about this? Hmm. Sticking in the digits. <laughs> Silence speaks volumes, ladies and gentlemen. Silence really does speak volumes. <laughs> Fact of life. <laughs> yeah, some people I'd even rather would be silent when you fucking tweeting that shit out. And the hashtag is even misspelt. Like, like, oh my god. Anyway, yeah. What is it? All livers matter. Or... No, it's all lives matter. <laughs> I was like, I tweeted yeah. out on Hip Hop Numbers Two that racist hashtag being misspelled is indicative of how unintelligent anyone sounds when they try to make a case for it. Like, how stupid... Oh, anyway, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Let's not get straight into it. Jeez. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But, um, hi Ben, how's your week been? And what have you been listening to this week? Uh, well, you're about to find out how my week's been. But uh, what I've been listening to... <laughs> about to say a little bit, thing. a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, start with my... Well, obviously go best to worst. So I'm going to... Uh, Go off with uh, Lady Gaga, Chromatica. Now, I think this will be a tough listen at first for some people, but I do promise that it gets better. When I first popped it on on Saturday afternoon, I texted my friend and I was like, what the fuck is this bubblegum pop? But she was like, it's an homage to 90s dance pop. And when I started to get into that vibe, I really felt it. I was a little bit disappointed at Gaga's lack of lyrical growth because I felt like Joanne was heading down a much more personal and introspective path, but Chromatica is packed with pretty inane concepts and sexual desires. There's a track on there about her being like a Barbie doll kind of thing, like, and and only a real man can play with her. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but like, but there are some exceptions to that. Like, Free Woman was great. 911, which was it really hit close to home because it's about an antipsychotic drug that she takes. I can't tell if she's anti or pro drug on this track, or maybe she's just resigned to the fact that she needs to take it for her mental health. But I felt her on that. Overall, I think it's a really solid album, but it's a bit of a regression from Art Pop uh, and her previous album, Joanne. So yeah, it's it gets better. Uh, it's a tough listen at first, but it does get better. Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, Alfredo. I'm of the tiny portion of listeners who don't worship Freddie Gibbs. Let me just put that out there. Let me just get cancelled off the rip. I don't think he's top five. I'm sorry. I think he's very good. I just don't... I don't think he's amazing. But he... Yeah, I think on this tape his flow is great. And I know Charlie might disagree with me on that. But... um, I kept my mouth shut when you and I were discussing it off wax. I was like, I can't. I actually like his flow a little bit. Snitch. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's just so. Apart from that, traitor. Look, I can't. (laughs) I can't really put him up too high when Tyler, Benny, and Conway all renegade their features. You know, the thing about Freddie is he raps almost exclusively about Mm -hmm. drugs, women, and violence. Okay, now this is this is the point I want to make, and I would say if you're going to do that. You have to be Pusha T level lyrically. So if Pusha's at a 10, 
Freddy's at a 7.5, which is very good still and above average, but it just doesn't quite do it for me. Now, if you want an example of someone who is below average, Rick Ross has you sorted. And Rick Ross pops up on this album, thankfully. So if you were wondering <laughs> what sets Freddie apart from the generic rapper, well, here's Rick Ross just blundering in. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna recreate the voice message I sent Charlie because I can't. I can't, because it was so in the moment. I had to you had to be there. You had to be there in that car with me when I heard me back music and I and you just saw my face fall like nah nah. So but yeah, man, um, I, I think it's a good album. Alchemist, a million dollars. A million dollars a beat this guy needs, like just the superstar. So it's a good album. It's a very good album. I'm not going to say it's as good as Bandana and Piñata, but it's a good album. Or Fetty with Currency. I thought that was a great album. Little Yachty, Little mm. Boat 3. Uh, so anyway, like I wrote some stuff down, but then I was like going back over his album last night to analyze it for a post I did because he, he talks about the human body a lot. And I was like, how many times is he actually, it's like 38% of his bars or something. And he references 38 different body parts. Like he just obsessed with the human body. And I was looking at the lyrics, obviously to go through them. And it's actually, I'm not going to say deeper, but wittier and more engaging than I thought when I first listened. So when I listened, I was kind of like, this is a bit mid, it's a bit long, I'm not really getting into it. Where's that that yachty personality that I've been getting off his guest verse for the last couple of years? And it wasn't there. But then when I read the lyrics, I was like, oh, I need to go back and actually listen to this because he's saying some pretty funny stuff, some pretty witty stuff. It's certainly not generic. Like, you know, you hear a lot of generic bars, like, uh, as much as I enjoyed the Uzi album, there was a lot of generic stuff on there. It was pretty standard. Whereas Yodi's actually saying it in a different way. So I need to go back and listen again. Uh, but apart from that, like it's it's a pretty good album. I don't know, man. The beats the beats are okay. Like I, it's a good seven out of ten. Tierra Whack renegades the whole album. I don't know if you've heard that yet, Charlie. If you haven't heard that verse on TD, she just just comes in. And just ruins everything for everyone. She's the best rapper on there. Just unbelievable verse. Could be one of the best guest verses of uh, 2020. So yeah, mm. you know, check it out. Check it out. Maybe if you're in that in that that zone and that vibe. Uh, Ace Hood, Mr. Hood. Man, if you could have seen me two tracks into this album, I was losing my fucking mind because those two openers are absolute heat, unadulterated heat. But then the realize like I realized that they're only heat because they sounded like the old Ace Hood. And the problem with Mr. Hood is it's half Wale, half 2013 Ace Hood, meaning a little bit of higher power spirituality, a little bit of hardcore street rap. And I spoke about this when I talked about his EP. I was like, he's in a transition period. How does he transition from where he was to where he is now? And this feels like having a foot in both camps. And it just didn't hit for me in that in that way. The first two tracks are fire. But then it just gets lurched from back and forth with R&B stuff and then some hardcore stuff. I'm just like, what are you... Well, I don't know what... I know what you're like. I've, I've, I follow you on socials. I know that what you're going through and, and like the journey you're on, it just this didn't really match up to my expectations. So I found it a difficult listen. But again, he's, he's still supremely talented. So... Anything he makes is still going to sound good. So, 
I mean, check it out if you want. If you've never listened to Ace Hood before, probably go back to his older stuff, to be honest. It's not a great starting point. Uh, Joel Ortiz and King Crooked, hard. <laughs> uh, actually, so I have to give a bit of disclosure here because uh, Crook and I have a bit of a beef that goes back a pretty long way. Uh, right at the start of Hip Hop Numbers, I said that Eminem produced 80% of one of Slaughterhouse's albums. And he disagreed, and it got a little bit spiteful between us. And I've tried to patch things up, and occasionally we interact, but not often. And there's always this undercurrent of, you know, there's not there's a bit of tension there. So, mm-hmm. but my my reaction to this album is not related to that because I felt this tape was pretty mid. I think it's okay, but it's not up to the standards of Crook's recent output of because he was doing this mixtapes and Lucy's and like all these stuff last year, and I think he's still doing it this year, and they were pretty good, but like. I just felt this was a disappointment. I, I'm not a big fan of Joel Ortiz. I, you know, I, I, I think he's been hyped up too much as a as a superstar lyricist. I think that's the problem. Everyone's like, and eh, Joel Ortiz, like Slaughterhouse are rapper killers. You know, they're the best rappers in the game. And and I'm listening to Joel, and I'm just like, it's good, but it's not on Royce's level. I mean, you can't put Joel on Royce's level, surely. So that's where I got a bit confused, and that's why I was a little bit let down. Uh, worst release of the week was uh, Little Wayne's Funeral Deluxe. Uh, I was I was walking after I'd listened to it, and this is Little Wayne in his out of control rock star stage. That's just the 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 thing I got out of it. His lyrical content teeters dangerously towards full blown addiction. Like he sounds like he's slurring on wax. His enunciation has dipped dramatically, and Little Wayne could always enunciate. If you go listen to M's or Deep, uh, M's with Rocky and Deep with Big Sean, like he's uh, it's it's top tier technical ability. But now his flow isn't sloppy, but his delivery is, and he just seems out of sync. Uh, he lurches from extreme to extreme. It's a painful listen, and Benny and Conway come through with focus centered verses, and that scared me because. I know that prime Little Wayne would have loved to go bar for bar with them, and it was just proof to me that this is not prime Little Wayne. He's offbeat and out of lyrical shape, and it hurt. Like I am, I hope he's okay. I really do, but I just don't know that he is. So that was a tough listen, man. And having Doja Cat on there was just so, so uh, tone deaf, but. I know it was recorded before everything happened, but you know you can still leave that track off. You don't have to put it on. But yeah, anyway, that's what I got into. What about yourself, Charlie? All right, so I started my week with uh, a release from High Focus Records. Um, notably, like they usually do, like you know UK hip hop that kind of vibe. Um, so I'm always like looking at looking at those guys to what they have. And uh, this release really blew me out of the water because. Uh, as I said, High Focus is like, you know, hip-hop, UK hip-hop, like, you know, firmly rude in that. Uh, but then comes Telemachus uh, with a boring and weird mm, historical music. And cool. I was just like, this is not hip-hop. <laughs> I mean, this there was a hip-hop. couple of hip-hop um, tracks, so, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, there is like, there's, there's hip hop elements. Like, yeah. same way, same way, Flying Lotus has hip hop elements. You know, what I mean, it's like, it's not, he's, he's not hip hop, but he, he misses yeah. those hip hop elements. Um, yeah. Uh, Telemachus is a, a like kind of a alter ego of a uh, of an of a, a guy called Chemo who does a 
He usually does a, a beats most of the time and sound engineering for people like Jest and uh, most of people at High Focus Records and stuff like that. Uh, but he also has his just, I guess, alias Telemachus, which is um, of Greek mythology, as I, as I looked up. Um, and yeah, this is the first album I've listened to of his. Um, in Morocco, his previous album is very uh, highly touted um, in, uh, in his circles. But in, in, in the case of this uh, particular album, um, it's just a very, I don't know, very eclectic. Uh, there's just a, there's a lot of things. It's like one of those albums where like you're hearing things that you've heard before, but not in the way that you've heard it in this kind of context, I guess. Um, there's some great uh, little features on here. Which is, it's very sparse. You know, Penelope Oddity on Being Gold is very nice. She has a very nice voice throughout that. Uh, Jerome Thomas and Killer P on Wickedest Ting is, oh, that's a mm. clean track right there. Like real dance hall vibes, but it's just really, uh, I can't describe, I, can't, I don't have the word for it, but it's just super like, I don't know, it's just out there as well at the same time. You know what I mean, it's like it's like neo dancehall kind of thing. Oh, so, it's so weird. You have to listen to it, I've, and it's just one of those albums. It's an album album. Like I don't think it, it, it's. Easy, and I'm going to name another album which um, which uh, is kind of the same thing. But like these are this in particular this album. This is an album that you just have to listen to as an album. It's not because obviously we listen to stuff as you know. Oh, I'm going to put that on my regular rotation. You know, and I'm going to I'm going to listen to this one track forever, and then just like just rest wherever. You have to take in the whole album to really like enjoy it, and uh, you know I enjoy it. So shout out to Telemachus, it's, but it's a real boss album. <laughs> real bo- real boss album really threw me out there. Uh, Joel Ortiz and King Crook, it's hard or H A R D. Um, yes, I'm similar to Ben, honestly, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mid-tier for me. Um, one thing I will say, and you know, I haven't listened to much Ortiz or King Crooked, to be honest. Um, it's actually, you know, it might be the first King Crooked uh, project I've ever heard, to be completely honest with you. Um, I, I str- if you put me, if you gave me this album and didn't tell me who was on it, I, I, I would mm. honestly struggle to tell you who it was. Like, if you put a gun to my head, you'd be like, name these two artists right now, right? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> you're going to have to shoot me. I, I just, like, I can't, I can't click in. You know what I mean? It's not It's not exactly like, listen to this right now kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's taken for granted, that kind of uh, gravitas, because uh, there's a lot of artists that can ha- that have that gravitas. Like, as soon as you, as soon as you press play on an album, um, you're, you're in it. Um, yeah, as soon as I went listen to that, I was just like, I was listening, and I was like, cool, and then I just like found myself gradually just tuning out and and look listen to it in the background. Um, so yeah, I'm fortunate on that that part. And again, it's just me, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Khan back with another one, uh, Blissful Awareness. Um, this is uh, this is the first uh, this is the first Khan project where I feel like he's finally found that he's finally found a vibe. Um, I feel like in previous projects that he's done in the past year or two, um, he's been trying to, I guess, like experiment and, uh, you know, try out different new new things. And while that's all well and good, I feel like the previous efforts were just a bit, I don't know, they were missing something. Um, This one I feel like I can listen to, you know, just fully... Um, and just thoroughly enjoy it, if regardless if I'm like listening to it, you know, with focus or in the background, it's just a nice vibe. It's a really nice vibe to it. Um, it's very airy, um, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's like it's like walking. It's just walking through the park, you know, just um, nice fresh air. 
um, good good content. And uh, yeah, shout out to Khan. He's he's he, one of my, one of my faves, of course. Um, so Deontay Hitchcock better. I went to peep that because hey. um, people have been hyping about hyping yeah. that up in the past uh, past week or so. Um, interesting. Um, I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm I kind of filter him in like the uh, in like the I guess buddy uh, kind of kind of realm where like I see people hyping this dude up, but I'm wondering if it's because of him or because of the people he has on. Because um, obviously there's JID on here, Blacks on here, Miguel's on here. And I hear a lot of people talking about those kind of the features more than actual Deontay Hitchcock music. Uh, maybe I'm reading the wrong things, but um, yeah, as an album itself, I've, I really, you know, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's some he has he has this uh, is, as it, as the album itself, even though it's like f- just under forty minutes, it feels longer, but not in a bad way. Um, yeah, the the grown up mother gods are I think like I think over six minutes long, and uh, it, you know, it just it just. It, it just feels like a nice journey, you know what I mean? So, uh, um, he, he does he does a lot in those 40 minutes, which um, I highly appreciate. And, uh, you know, so it's hard to pack in that, that you know, that amount of content um, and, you know, stuff to think about and chew on uh, all in 40 minutes. And, uh, you know, without without it being, you know, just too much. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a solid project. Uh, Freddie Gibbs, Alchemist for Alfredo. Funny you mentioned Fetty, because obviously uh, Alchemist produced that as well. And uh, to be honest, it might be my favourite uh, Gibbs project out of the out of the ones you've mentioned. Um, my problem with uh, Freddie Gibbs, because <laughs> uh, uh, Ben Ben can't Ben couldn't uh, get the get the uh, feelings out as much as as uh, much as I will. My problem is. Is actually not the lyrics. Um, unlike Ben, I actually don't mind his lyrical prowess. I think he is, you know, on the lyrical side, very good. And actually, I wouldn't say top five like you guys keep saying, but um, um, it's it's up there. You know, I, I I look at Scotty Beam and I'm like, that's a you know, that's a really good, that's a really good verse. <laughs> like the whole thing is a really good verse. Mm. It's just got some good stuff on there. First verse. My great, problem yeah. when it comes to Freddie Gibbs overall. It's just the way he delivers his his like the way he delivers his bars and the flow he uses. It's very choppy. Uh, the the thing like the 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 metaphor I gave to Ben was like riding a dirt bike over some over like you know a gravelly road. It's like that's what it sounds like to me. It's like it's like slow down. And that's another thing. The speed, the speed. Like some of these songs, I'm just like slow down. Especially on Alchemist beat, it really just sticks out like a sore thumb to me because you know Alchemist has this thing where it's like you know if it's 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 there it hits, but it's also calm as well. It's very methodical, you know. Obviously, like on the Benny feature, that that shit fit like a glove because obviously Benny and Con- and also Conway as well because you know they they fit that mold of you know being that slow, methodical, you know that that kind of vibe and it fits with an Alchemist beat. But the thing is with this, and you know, I'll say it with the other, with the Madly projects as well. But let, but you don't really notice it in that case. But more so here, it's just like slow down. Like he he just adds words just for the sake of it, and so, just so he can make it fast. And I'm just like, my guy, you don't need to be fast. Like when he when he goes slow, because there's a couple tracks where he does go slow, and I actually enjoy it. But he just goes fast for and it feels like no reason. And to be honest, it feels like he has a gun to his head. To like, rap as fast as you can right now. It's like, it, I don't know. It's just like a sense of urgency to it. And I'm like, 
I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't, I don't really get it from that, from that context. So, yeah, it. I, I like the lyrics. I like what he, you know, what he represents. I guess in that fashion, you know, he's he fits that mold of you know the Pusha T's, the Bennies, and all that. Um, but I don't know. It's just the delivery. I just can't get over it. It's just sometimes it just really takes me out of it. It's just really odd. Like your voice is good enough for me. Like the voice is so unique. It's like you know, deep, grizzly. It's great. Just slow down. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's all I want. Just slow down. Um, three more to go. Uh, Tmar, Tmar, Tmar. I think it's Tmar. Um, T E A T and A M triple R for some reason. Uh, before I spill myself, it's Lil E P. Um, I call it because Issa Rae uh, was uh, uh, blasting it because uh, she's because uh, this is I think the first project under her uh, sub label, uh, Radio, um, and uh, this is it's not for me. Um, it's uh, it, actually I wouldn't say that actually. I'll say it's um, if you like someone like Scissor, Janae Aiko's, even the Erica Bardus of the world, right? If you like that kind of thing, you'll like this. I guess it's very modern. Um, it's it's a very like Scissor actually. To be completely honest with you, um, I feel like Scissor was like the the gold standard of that kind of thing. Where like you're talking relatable, but you're also you know uh, you know you you you're talking um you're talking modern. Same with Ari Lennox as well, like, you know, uh, with just what they say lyrically. But, you know, they're also having that, you know, traditional singing voice. And, uh, you know, Timar likes to dip, chop and change a lot between singing and rapping and just, like, basically towing the line on that sense. Um, content-wise, there you go, content-wise is not for me. But, um, you know, as a, as a general vibe, I don't mind it, it's cool. But if you like... If you like stuff from like you, 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 you like insecure and you listen to the music and you like let me shazam that, uh, this is a, this is kind of the work for you because um, obviously it's as you can imagine <laughs> considered Issa Rae's part of it. Uh, the other guys back on another one, springing analog Louis P. Um, I love these guys. These hip hop beats are absolutely clean, um, just super throwback. And uh, obviously they've been doing the summer, uh, summer, winter, and spring so f- well in autumn as well. Do they do autumn? I don't think they did autumn. No, they probably did them. Um, but yeah, they've been doing that throughout the throughout the seasons, obviously. And uh, you know, this is another good one. I prefer winter personally, um, as it pertains to this year's releases. Uh, but this is also good as well. And lastly, finally got to it. It's taken me a couple of weeks, but I finally got to it. It's been sitting there for ages. Uh, Moses Sumney's Grey. Um, now, if you remember a few well, a few months ago, he dropped a part one. Uh, don't know where part two was, but <laughs> I guess is the whole the whole shebang. Um, and yeah, man, it's it's kind of the same sentiments I had previously. Um, this dude is genreless, um, and something I've gathered while listening again, obviously with more tracks this time, is that some of the tracks I gained uh, that there was played um, previously, um, I didn't play. I haven't played it since. But as soon as I as soon as I heard them, I just knew them immediately. Um, so I found that I found that kind of interesting. Um, in terms of just how they stuck in my subconscious, and then as soon as I heard them, I was like, I know it. Well, not word for word, but I know exactly what the vi- what the what the beat is. You know, even though it's very eclectic in that sense. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's super artful. Um, it's just yeah, man. You can't you can't pin this down. I don't, I, you, you, I couldn't give you a genre, uh, one particular genre if you you put a gun to my head to pick up on So. Uh, Shout out to Moses Sumney. And uh, with that said, we shall get into the topic of this episode. Now, uh, funny enough, guys, uh, Ben suggested this as a kind of emergency thing uh, two days ago. Um, of all pe- Who knew? <laughs> Who knew the white guy would be uh, offering it? Uh, but um, yeah, I'm glad he did um, in that case because um, 
it's been a, it's been a week. It's been a week. Um, <laughs> it's been a lot, uh, personally and just in the world at large. But we'll stick to the world at large for this uh, for this particular episode, obviously. Um, I guess we kind of wanted to uh, set the record straight and uh, just talk about what's going on in general. Um, obviously, with the death of uh, George Floyd and the murder of George Floyd, um, there's been a lot of unrest. Uh, not just in the US, but I have seen some protests, obviously, in London uh, today, as I record, actually. Um, there's going to be another one for the uh, woman who got uh, spat on um, and died from corona um, and the charge, and there was just, and the whole case was dropped. Um, Belly Majinga, I think her name is, so uh, there's going to be a protest of that as well in, here in London. Um, and there's also been protests in, uh, I think, places like Germany as well. Um, so yeah, it's you know it's not it's not just in the US um, asking for these uh, question asking these questions and uh, you know just well putting it generally uh, stuff that we already know about and that we already understand as wrong and understand as injustices. Now I don't know where we're gonna go with this. Um, we're gonna freeball it uh, <laughs> wherever it goes. Where it is wherever it goes. Um, I personally, I guess, want to start with, um, sticking it to hip-hop, I guess, um, and we'll go from there. Um, personally, I feel like there's a lot of, there's a, there's a kind of a referendum on how we see artists these days, um, and specifically the elite of the elite in terms of artistry and how they came up, you know, people like Diddy, for example, um, and as celebrities and celebrities at large, to be honest, obviously people have been, uh, you know, post posting words, and uh, you know, giving donations like fifty dollar donations, and you know, people have rightly been angry about those kind of things where you know, their net worths are in the millions, um, and it kind of uh, and there was a joke I made uh, to to a couple of friends I was talking to yesterday is uh, you know some people like to see this as like you know a chore you know they won't say it but they but it's how it looks it looks like a chore to you uh, to us you know what I mean where okay made a made a generic post about uh, you know this 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 stuff is wrong check out <laughs> clock out there we go job done and uh, continue on with your lives you know what I mean it's odd um, now. A wrinkle that I've been put onto recently is, you know, how I should use their platforms and how celebrities in, in general should use their, excuse me, you should use their platforms. Um, you know, uh, one of my friends yesterday mentioned Kendrick and the fact that he's quiet on this matter. And, um, you know, I did reference, uh, there was a track, there was a bar on, the, I think, the Heart Part 4 where it was like, you know, I prophesize this kind of shit and you lot laughed at me. So when you uh, so when you ask for me, so don't ask for me. Basically, I think I'm paraphrasing the bar, but it's on the hard part for. Um, and you know, while I'd like to ask you this in in general, just like how do you think people should? How do you think people of note and people that we know and respect, obviously in the art form, um, should respond to this kind of stuff? Because obviously people are hyping up. Obviously people like J Cole that obviously you know do what he he does what he. He does what he says, you know, he, he, he does the protests, you know, he, he's been there. Um, and obviously not everyone does that. But I'm, but my thing is, and I'll try and leave it here, but my thing is, 
what is the should there be like an imaginary bar for this kind of stuff do we should we have one individually and just hope it's collective um because you know i'm i'm reticent in the fact that i don't know if reticent's the word to be honest i'm i'm using words i don't know uh but i am comfortable in the fact that i know kendrick has the art behind him and whenever i think about this kind of stuff i think about his music and that's enough for me but should there be more and i'll leave it at that for the moment <laughs> for sake of taking the whole taking over the whole pod <laughs> i mean kendrick's an interesting case study and, and an interesting place to start i tweeted out yesterday about the fact that kendrick's been rapping about pl- police brutality since 2004 so on his very first release exactly. as K-Dot, there were bars about police killing unarmed black men. So, you know, look, yeah. I, there was some criticism yesterday after I, I tweeted. And I was, I've been, I was nervous, man, when I tweeted that out because I, I don't have an answer. I don't have a specific answer about how best celebrities can go about uh, engaging with this and speaking on this and doing using their platform as best they can. I don't have an answer for that. But my point about Kendrick was, you know, some people were saying he only does it when it makes money. You know, he's only doing it when it's on an album or he can sell something. And to me, I'm like, uh, so I ran some numbers and, and I wrote this down actually. I ran some numbers in 2017 and I looked at the political and socially conscious content of mainstream hip-hop in 2016 and 2017, and 5% of the lyrics on uh, the most, I think I did the most successful 50 albums and songs, 5% were socially conscious and political. And now I don't know if that means Mm. that the most popular artists aren't explicitly socially conscious and political or their socially socially like their their socially conscious content is not becoming popular. I don't know what the difference is there, but the answer is that if you're making that kind of music, it's unlikely to be mainstream. So immediately I go to Kendrick and be like, okay, so you dropped Good Kid Mad City, which was socially conscious. Like and then you went you followed it up with TPAP, which is inc- the eighty eight point four percent is political and socially conscious. Like you know, he and as he said, like he even said it on that future song, like how'd you let a conscious rapper go platinum whilst only making conscious yeah. albums? So look, I, I don't I don't think Kendrick has any responsibility at this point. I don't know. Like it's not it's not really for me to judge, but I feel like Kendrick has spoken about this and he's spoken about it when it wasn't it wasn't going to get clicks and likes and it wasn't for clout. He's been doing this his whole career. You know, it's not It's not about yeah. one act, like one thing happens and then everyone jumps on it and Kendrick is jumping on it with everyone else. He's been doing this when no one else was talking about it or no one else was talking about it in the mainstream. So right. I find the criticism of Kendrick a little bit difficult to swallow because I really do feel like he has been talking about this his whole career. And I find it very hard to believe he's not doing something behind closed doors. Like, but at the same time, the question then remains, as you ask, like, and then I'll ask you, like, what do we want from our celebrities? What do we want from our rappers at this point? And and Killer Mike's speech was very telling and very powerful, and I didn't agree with all of it, but he did offer the solution that 
we need to mobilize like hip hop as a community needs to mobilize and get behind a common goal and a common like what you know everyone needs to have a specific goal when they're tweeting and they're they're protesting and they're rioting like what are we trying to achieve right now and what are the steps we need to take to get to the answer and so when i think about celebrities tweeting at the moment i'm seeing just a lot of just random noise and i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm not criticizing the random noise what i'm trying to say is that there's a lot of different thoughts coming in at once someone's telling you not to write someone's telling you to write someone's saying preaching calm someone's preaching you know anger and aggression like there's so many different voices out there right now and it's really hard it's it's almost as if like <coughs> oh, this is my favorite rapper, so I'm going to listen to exactly what they're saying. But then, you know, so J.I.D. Right. might say, I don't want to hear from celebrities right now. We don't need to hear from celebrities. Let's hear from actual people who have knowledge and understanding of the situation. So if you love J.I.D., you're like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. But then, I don't know, someone else like Tory Lanez comes out and you love Tory Lanez and Tory Lanez is saying, now, fuck that, get out there and, and do stuff, you know, like, let's protest. Like, and then he's like, and everyone should be speaking up. Like, oh, yeah, I agree with Tory Lane. Like, it's messy. It's messy, you know? And I, I just want to, I wish there was a way that we could just all unify behind a common statement and goal and then just push that as hard as we possibly could. Well, that's a very, like, uh, obviously broad um, finish on your point which I will get to at some point, but I just wanted to go back a little bit. Uh, it's funny. It's so funny. Like, people going like, oh, oh Kendrick sells out, sells albums. Come on, guys. Let's not act like the point of the game is to make money. Let's, let's, not, let's not act like this ain't the game, all right? And even when you say that, so, okay, you're saying that for Kendrick. All right, are we saying that for Drake? Are we saying that for, we're saying that for everybody, right? Like, singling out one artist is silly. And the, even making that point in general silly. It's like it's mu- it's music, and we, and we've said this many, plenty of many 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 a time. Um, artists don't make enough money most of the time. Obviously, people like Kendrick Drake and them, they're fine, right? But there's obviously many other artists that don't get the money they deserve, right? So let's stop with that bullshit right there. And nip that in the bud because that's some bollocks. On the point of um the overall point in terms of just what the message, you know, is and should be. I mean, well, I have obviously my own views on that. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I I am probably one of those people that fit into the mould of... I like to think past this because we've seen this before. You know, I, I've, we, we obviously, it's, obviously it's a lot different. Um, in terms of how this all was uh, triggered, because I feel like Corona and the fact that, you know, we're, well, as of tomorrow, as of this recording, uh, the UK is going to be out of lockdown, and I have my thoughts about that in general, but Mm. uh, but I'll leave that for a later date. Um, You know, the fact that, you know, everyone, people's been frustrated about lockdown, about Corona and all this stuff, and, you know, misinformation and all that kind of stuff, this is obviously the trigger, this is obviously just a boiling point for people, for a lot of people, and I completely understand that. My thing is looking ahead, similar to Killer Mike, I guess, and other people. Now, stop the violence, 
I don't really, I don't really know. Uh, I get, I get it. I get it. I'm not really one of those people, to be honest, that go like, stop the violence, stop the violence. Um, you know, you obviously referenced that uh, you gave me that Sean C video um, uh, yesterday, and I obviously I watched that as well. And you know, he basically suggested targeted violence. Basically, that's um, kind of you know putting it very simply. I'm not putting his words in his mouth, but um, go watch the video if you want to watch it. But um, you know, I, I'm kind of. I'm kind of in that camp, but I'm also more in the camp of just zooming out and just seeing what happens after all this. So this, so going back to the celebrities, right, and you know who I want to hear from. To be honest, like it's it's damned if you do and damned if you don't. I don't want to hear from. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear from Drake, and I haven't heard from Drake, and I'm fine with that. I I couldn't care less, right? Because he's not that kind of person. We know this. Is, we know for a fact he's not that kind of person. And I feel like, for artists and for anyone in creative industries, your art says a lot about you. I feel like that. I've, I'm that kind of person where I see somebody's art and I see it for who they are. So if they're talking about get money, fuck bitches, all that stuff, that's who they are. If they're talking about police brutality and you know uh, the crack epidemic, opioid epidemic, whatever epidemic, right? that's who they are, right, they don't talk, people don't talk about it just because, but well, people don't talk about, okay, let's say that, let's rephrase, people, artists don't talk about, um, you know, police brutality or whatever, because it sells, right, they don't, like you said, 5% over a few years, it doesn't sell, that's mm. why they don't talk about it, okay, so that's why I feel like for people like Kendrick, for people like J. Cole, that shit is solidified, and, you know, going into stuff like film, um, people like Barry Jenkins and Ava DuVernay, who's actually made, who's done so much more than she honestly should. Like she's going out on a freaking limb for with her with her um, statements and uh, her initiatives that she's activating recently. Um, so you know, big ups to her. But for someone like Barry Jenkins, who has done amazing black works, that shit solidified for me. Right, I know what he, I know what he stands for in this world, right, I don't need to hear from someone, and that's another thing, I don't think Twitter, or social media in general, is the best platform for anything, (laughs) like, I'm not gonna scoreboard people, because they don't tweet, or, or, or don't send out a a video like Beyonce did, like, people were pissed about Beyonce for just saying the same shit, and I'm like, okay then, so, let's do something instead, and that's where I get to my major point of just looking ahead, so to speak, and having some, not everyone, because obviously everyone, is, obviously some people need to be, you know, pressing for charges for these, uh, to these, uh, to these coppers, and, you know, protesting and all that stuff and being in the moment. But there aren't enough people looking ahead, in my view. There aren't enough people um, trying to foresee shit. Now, obviously, Kendrick tried to do that at the end of uh, Tim Pepper Butterfly with the Tupac interview. That was the whole point of it, of Tupac talking about, you know, there will be, there will come a time where there will be, you know, a paraphrasing, a revolution where we eat the rich kind of thing. You know, Animal Farm vibes, <laughs> the start of Animal Farm vibes. Um, and I completely understand that. And I see that as foreseeing shit and trying to look ahead because at some point that will have to happen. If we want genuine progress. And I told you this obviously yesterday. Like shit is. The systemic shit. 
and the and the rules that are given to us in um in the in the US in the UK throughout Europe and for Aborigines in uh, Benders Australia the rules are different the rules aren't for and I'm speaking for myself us they they, they ain't for us right they weren't made with us in mind so what's the point in trying to you know I'm going off a rail here but what is the point in trying to um fix what is broken like like a terminally ill kind of broken <laughs> you know what I mean there's a I feel like there's a there's a there's a um there's a uh what's it what's it there's a there's a time there's an hourglass there's an hourglass going down somewhere you know the the, the sands of time so to speak you know it's going down somewhere and at some point it's going to go to zero and some point and something has to there needs to be a big bang so to speak you know what i mean um but i'll leave my overall point cuz uh, i just wanted to go back and obviously i got sidetracked on that point but um you know i feel like there's like you similarly what you said there's not enough people you know um planning and mobilizing and I will take it one step further. There's no, there's not many people theorizing. There's not enough people um, trying to look maybe generations ahead if possible. Because, like I said at the start of this particular point, we've seen this stuff before. We've seen the, you know, we've, it's a cycle. Cobb uh, kills, kills a black guy. People, uh, some people riot. Some people protest. Then a lot of people protest. Maybe some shit happens. That's always the wild card in that fashion. Trump ain't doing nothing. I mean, he labelled Antifa a terrorist organisation today, so he's hustling backwards, clearly. And that's a lost cause on that front. But then the cycle stops. The cycle stops there, where it's like someone... uh, And we have to wait for someone to die again, and then we just all go back to the status quo. So... Where where can we break that circle somehow? And I feel like that's where people need to look ahead and then try and think, how can we change this shit? And not just in the US, but, you know, for in the UK and Australia as well, to be completely honest with you. Okay, the issue, the issue is clearly, I mean, as Charlie said yesterday in our voice chat, uh, that it's rotten to the core, the system. But the problem is that even though it's rotten, it's not diseased, so it's still strong. And what has happened is that white people have constructed... It's it's like a 300-year-old tree, think about it like that. And whilst I, I un- totally understand the, the violence and the rioting, I, like, I understand it a thousand percent. And I think, again, I have to go back to Killer Mike and his speech because I really do think he's given us a bit of a blueprint and it sucks. Okay, off rip, I'm just going to say it fucking sucks to have to adhere to a system that... Look, I'm white, man, so I don't even... Like, how angry am I? Like, imagine how angry black people are. Are you fucking kidding me? They have... So Killer Mike is up there and I understand Killer Mike is saying we have to adhere to the system to take it down. Now, why the fuck would you want to adhere to a system that is systemically been against you so much so now that racist white people can just kill you in the street and get off? And I'm not even just talking about George Floyd. I'm talking about like it's happened so many times at this point. Where where are we right now? Like how how the fuck? So 
I'm going to try and calm down because I don't want to go on a crazy rant because I do that and I'm, I I don't remember what I said. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that it really sucks that unfortunately to make any progress and change, if you've got a 300-year-old tree, you can't just rip it out in one fell swoop. It doesn't work. Like it's not. It's so strong. It's so powerful. And white people have constructed it to be that way. That is the whole point of the system: is to protect and defend the privileged. And attacking it from without. That's that's why it's there. It's there to protect those within. So it. I. I. This is just my thoughts and my feelings. I. You know, just from looking. Uh, I don't live in America, but looking at America right now, and and I live in Australia, so I know what the like. I've seen it. I live within the system. Remember that I live within the system. Okay, I'm white and I'm male, so I live with the most privilege, and in Australia, so the most privilege a human could have. So I see Aboriginal people in Australia. They have literally zero voice in this country. They don't have a fucking voice because. The colonization of this country made it that way. They ensured that the that the, the minority groups would be subjugated and, and it, they would not exist in the collective consciousness. So what I'm trying to say is that it has to be done from within, which really fucking sucks because it means you have to infiltrate the system. And as the article Charlie sent to me, you got to play by the rules. Otherwise, you can't win the game. And... That's not fair because the rules aren't fair because the rules are set up against mm. people who are in minority groups. That is the whole point of the game in America. It's the whole point of the game in many Western countries. It's almost the whole point of the game of capitalism. It's the haves versus the have-nots. And if you're not playing by the rules of the game... Like I watched... Um, this is off on a tangent... But I watched the Russell Brand thing on on Stan, and he or what Stan is our streaming service in Australia, and he was talking about the the socialist revolution that he wants to create because he doesn't believe in capitalism, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's great, man. It's great doing a lot of good work. But what happened? Literally nothing happened. Russell Brand, one of the biggest celebrities in the world, was married to Katy Perry. He's on fucking network TV in America saying we need to take this system down and laying out receipts as to why revolution needed to happen, right? Nothing. Crickets, man. And he said when his book came out about it, the critics just panned it. Because they don't want you to change a system. They just, it's the whole point of the system. Like, you can't change it. So, Killer Mike, I keep coming back to him, but he, he sat down, he laid it down. He's like, we've got to vote in local elections. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. Like, and, and I saw Erica Badu tweeting it today, just then. I just read, you know, she's like, this is great. What's happening now? We're, we're bringing the whole world into this conversation everyone is now aware of of what's going on but what happens after that's when the plan what's the plan she said she said explicitly i think what what is the plan after all this and you know it's just it's fucked bro imagine having to play that like that article is so good charlie like that article you sent me if we could link it into it it's so good it's like going to someone's house this is the the premise of the article you go to someone's house and uh you want to play monopoly a game you've played your whole life and they just have different rules that make no fucking sense whatsoever 
and the rules are set up so that the people who live at the house win every time. But you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to leave the house and go to your own house. It's, it's like that's the system in America. There's nothing you can do about it. Because look at look at Trump. That's the goddamn president for fuck's sake. That's the that's the man who's in charge of the character. Oh, leaves my mind, bro. Yeah. So shouts to Tiana Bartos from that one. Um. I'll, I'll drop in the I'll drop in the, uh, the full the full show notes which uh, you guys can click because I'm always going to encourage that to click the show notes uh, if you want the timestamps as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I find that kind of depressing on the note that uh, Eric Body mentioning that you know finally people are listening like you know hip hop and soul music, R and B, blues. The latter, you know, existing for like you know over a hundred years, like it's like, does it really take this long, you know, for people to notice? Um, I don't know, but um, yeah, it's just uh, something like this is the one thing I gleaned from all that. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get political in terms of like how um, capitalism, how does it work, and stuff like that, because. Um, I think you pretty much said it, being honest, in the fact that, you know, it is one of those things in it where we constantly, you know, there's a lot of places, you know, like TED or whatever, where, you know, people give these ideas, you know, radical ideas, some of them, and some of them make sense, but they rarely get implemented. Now, why? Um, For me, I think it comes back to... um, comfort the word comfortable like just comfort and being uh i guess uh what's the word just not even scared of the outcome uh, not even scared of the potential of uh, something different because most people don't even try and think about that most people don't most people don't actively like me try to think about a different possibility and a different way of doing things you know, I have a lot of thoughts. I have, the past week I have been thinking a lot. And, you know, that's another thing in terms of, you know, relation. Like, um, there was a, <laughs> there was a, uh, there was a, there was a state, there was like a, there was like a, what's the word? There, there was a line that um, I listened to recently on a podcast. Uh, uh, shout out to Bamani Jones. He interviewed uh, Nick Wright and uh, he's white and has a, uh, a, a black wife, I think. And, um, she said to him as a as a you know white husband that you've only been black for five i've been black for 30 and i found that kind of funny and poignant at the same time because in some cases it's very true where some people you know uh, some white people finally you know see the light and they're like oh this is horrible stuff like that right and it's <laughs> and you know i can only sit there and go you know good for you um but, you know, I constantly think about this shit. You know, even though as, you know, as a person living in Britain, I don't feel like um, I am under threat and getting killed by the cops because I live in suburbia. Um, but I do think about it a lot. I think about it more than most, I'd say. And that's just because I, well, partly because I want to. And, yeah, 
put yeah well yeah not enough another other than that partly because I want to I just want to because when shit's not right you want to find out what what the problem is we know the problem is and now I want to find a solution and that's kind of why I will always come back to in these circumstances where I you know I try and get past the anger quickly um, so I can think clearly. To be honest, it's taken me a good five, six days to actually get rid of the anger, um, which is longer than most. I mean, that's saying something, I guess. But um, I don't feel like there's... Again, I don't feel like solutions always get um, the proper scrutiny as it deserves. There was a quote... And I'll leave on this. Um, well, there's a video someone sent me today um, about just vision and how you, uh, you know, try and manifest it. And, you know, in the concept of discipline as well. If you have a vision, you have to gain discipline in order for that vision to be, you know, fulfilled. And, you know, so it's kind of the same vein as like, you know, dedicating yourself to your work and stuff like that. You know, we've, we've heard that before from, you know, many people, sports stars specifically as well. But it kind of hit me in that sense. I'm just like, so if I have this particular vision for something and other people obviously have this vision for something, then another thing that has to be done for, you know, that vision to be realized is for it to be tested. So what's the test? Is it all of this? If so, why, and this is a question I ask existentially and very rhetorically, because you probably, <laughs> I don't know if anyone can answer this to be honest, but why has that test not been passed yet, so to speak? You know what I mean? Like, why, why, why hasn't it? And I'm kind of just screaming at the sky as I say that, to be honest. Um, but... If anyone has these visions, then of actual change, um, it can't be, and again, it can't just be, you know, it can't just be uh, people of colour. It can't, it can't, it legitimately can't. Especially in, you know, countries of note, then definitely no, it can't. Um, and it kind of, you know, full circling back to, you know, I'm talking about artists, because this is obviously a music podcast. <laughs> I'd like to keep it that way somehow. Um, asking what can they do? Because they are people of note. At the same time, and I'm convicted with this, and I, you know, I'm fine with being convicted with it. Um, while I want them to do something, I'm not begging them to do something. Or begging them to say something. I'd like for them to do something. I'm not begging them to say something. Because, like you said before, off wax, you know, you know, the places like... You know, complex um, Nike and Adidas. Uh, you know, quote tweet each other or some shit. Um, uh, even Michael Jordan said something today in a in a in a word, and I was just like, <sighs> okay, right, and and it goes back, and that goes back to comfort. You know, it's 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 all well and good giving words, and you know, I know more than most the power of words, but. Words ain't enough in this case. It really isn't. Um, 
and that's funny because we can get really meta and talk about why are we doing this <laughs> if you really want you know we, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question worth asking like why are we doing this you know what 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 what, what is this episode going to do for you know for the longer term and i'll answer that just quickly well um, and you can answer if you like um it's up to you okay. but um i feel like for me um I talk about this partly because I feel like I have to, um, but also I like to put out the ideas I've really put forward. The very small ones, very broad ones, but they're ideas nevertheless, and I feel like ideas and solutions are the things that I feel like are necessary, you know, once the protests stop, because the protests will stop at some point. There's no... We're not... I don't think many, most people are that, pa- not, not, not a whole community of people are passionate enough in that fashion um, to protest for that long or f- for, for however long. You know, people have lives to, to, you know, go back to, you know what I mean? So it is what it is on that front. But I feel like solutions need to be at least at minimum theorised about and thought about and put forward. And I'm not really seeing any, you know, thoughts and prayers and all that is, you know, it's fine. I get it, but it's just not enough. And I feel like, you know, if I, the, the stuff I've put forward in this particular episode is something, it's a start. So, you know, not to validate myself, but, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, firstly, I'll speak on I why. I think why. I was listening to... Joe Bunn's podcast yesterday because I wanted to I knew they were going to address this and I wanted to do a lot of research before I came on this just so I would have something to talk about that was a little bit informed because first off you know there was no as as I'll say this as as someone who has a following on social media I have to say something I literally have to but if you if you follow me on my personal account, which you probably don't, I say something every fucking day. And this is not to big myself up at all. I want yeah, to tear do. shreds off people on hip-hop numbers. I want to. I really freaking want to. But, like, how do you do that in a constructive manner? And I already I already feel anxious about having what I've said so far on this podcast because, you know, as Charlie said, he's got managed to get past the anger. I haven't gotten past the anger and I'm terrible at getting past anger. And when I'm angry, I don't express myself very well. I wrote down a shitload and I haven't been able to read any of it because it's, cause it's not really been a structured podcast and that's not a slight at all on the podcast. You know, we have to go where the content takes us. And uh, I feel anxious because I agree with you. I think there needs to be you know, some sort of, uh, what's the right way to put this? There needs to be some sort of structure. And when I get angry and I I see this, people are getting angry and there's no structure to it. So, but what I thought, I'll I'll, I'll try and keep some structure to this little bit here, this this soliloquy I'm about to do. The reason why I think we, I wanted to do this podcast, firstly was I was angry. When I sent the message to Charlie, I was angry. And I was like, we need to speak about this, man. Like we need to speak about this. And I thought, but why? Like, you know, what what are we adding to the conversation right now? And and then it hit me is that mm-hmm. I tweeted on Hip Hop Numbers 2. I don't want people to fucking forget about what happened 
because they will, as soon as a news cycle changes, they will forget about it. And I'll speak about why in a second, because I know why, and I, I've been, and I have firsthand experience in why. But if we're recording a podcast now, yes, it's uh, at an opportune time in inverted commas, you know, like people are doing things for clout right now. I'm not, I, I don't know who, I, how could you possibly tell? You can't tell, well, you can tell they're the NFL, like off rip. I mean, that's easy. Like, come on, man. You haven't apologized to Kaepernick? <laughs> Just keep... All right, calm down. I'm not going... <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. I'm shaking. I'm angry. Um, <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, we don't know who's doing what for class. Leave that out of the... Con- I feel like leave that out of the conversation right now, except for the, the really obvious cases. Allow people to speak right now but the important thing is that we have this on wax and in six months time in 12 months time in 18 months time we can retweet it and say you've stopped talking about it remember fucking remember that the fight is not finished because as i said on the joe Biden podcast this is not going to be done in three days the answer to this is not going to come in the next five days week two weeks this is going to take years decades generations of fighting look at the the just history of fighting that's had to go on in america from african americans to be treated as firstly as human off rip like how many decades did that take like it it, we're still at this point so it's not a short fight it's not a sprint this is a marathon now the, the thing that scares me is i will speak about being white and why i'm scared because i know that white people just disengage. They don't want to discuss this. They don't want to talk about it. They just want to post a link. They want to post a hashtag. You know, there's this thing going around in Britain right now, and, and some of my British friends are doing that. It's like challenge a friend to tag friend 10 friends with the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Now, how the fuck is that a challenge to begin with? Why is that? Why should that be a challenge? Challenge... You should be tweeting about it already. You should be posting about it. Okay? Like, how is the... And I know this. I know this because if it's not affecting white people, they don't give a flying fuck about it. How do you think that these systems got created in the first place? Because they want to turn the other cheek. They want to disengage. They want to be seen as they're doing something, saying something, and then as soon as it's not cool to do that anymore, as soon as they just disengage and go back to regular life. Okay, that is what happens. I've seen it a million times. I've been in conversations a million times. I've been in conversations with like, and this is the other side of it, is that why I wanted to do this podcast is also to, because I've seen on hip-hop Twitter a few people saying, don't bring politics to hip-hop Twitter. I'm sorry, but if you're listening to hip-hop music, you're already involved in politics and socially conscious behaviors. You have to be. If you love Kendrick Lamar, if you love J. Cole, if you love Kanye West, you have a responsibility to educate yourself on this and to speak on it. You do, okay? Because this is what they stand for. If you listen to their music, this is what hip-hop is built off. It's not a music genre. It is a culture. Now, understand where that culture comes from. I'm not going to do the fucking legwork for you. I've done it most weeks on the podcast. I talk about where it came from. Do your own goddamn research. All right? Understand where it came from. Every week I come on here and tell you that hip-hop is not just pop. 
It's not rock. It's a goddamn culture, and it comes from the African-American struggle. It was born of that. It underpins every bar that every rapper raps, okay? So if you're listening and engaging with hip-hop, and that's why this is a music conversation as well, then you have to engage with this. I'm sorry, you just do. And I'm not sorry. I shouldn't have to say I'm sorry. That's a ridiculous statement. You have to. And so that's why I think it doesn't matter. Don't worry about, and, and this is the, the, the thing I've been like, do, am I saying enough? Am I not saying enough? Like, and I wanted to ask Charlie, like, what, what can the normal person do? Like what, and, and, you know, someone tweeted out, I've been like reading a lot of rapper tweets and uh, someone just tweeted out, don't forget to think for yourself in this. And I think that's important, but at the same time, you do have to understand that you do have to speak. So I've been like thinking, like, how much should I post? I'm not. I don't think I'm going to do statistics for the next couple of days. I really don't. Like, I don't see how I can. I don't see. I did this morning, but I don't really see. Like, what's the point right now? What's the fucking point? There's a huge fight going on, and I just think you have a right now and a responsibility to fucking speak on it as much as you possibly can. Find the right tweets to retweet. You don't even have to tweet out your own opinion if you don't want to. If you're not comfortable expressing yourself, as J.I.D. said, he's like, don't look to celebrities. They're not always the most eloquent. They're not always the best. Like, look at what Little Wayne said the other day. I mean, come on now. Like, <sighs> Little, I forget what he said, but it was ridiculous. Like, who know? Like, you know, it's not incumbent on Little Wayne, like, Look look for the people who are saying things eloquently and then retweet them. That They are expressing how you feel and then retweet them. But you have to keep the conversation going. We just have to. Because white people, and this is the whole point, I'm going to tie it all up. White people will disengage with this. And as much as it really fucking sucks that white people are in control of this and in control of the, the, the mainstream narrative, they control mainstream media and they control politics and they control money. And those are the driving forces between popular opinion and action in many countries around the world. It sucks, man. It sucks but they love to disengage with shit that makes them feel uncomfortable. But if you keep throwing it at them and, and showing them and, and showing them video and saying like, this is what is happening. You can't disengage with this. This is happening every day. Then they can't disengage. And you might finally get them to change their opinion. That's the key. And it sucks. Like I keep saying, it sucks. You shouldn't have to do that. But why people just—they love that shit. They love to disengage. It's just the way that they are. So I know I rambled a lot, and I hope it made a little bit of sense. But like, we've got to keep—we got to keep keep at it, man. We've got to fucking keep at it. Uh, well, I'll leave on three things, and I'll try to be quick with it. Um, firstly, um, you 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 guys will have to pay me, and I rarely say this uh, in terms of just you know, what I do in general, whether it's writing or um, podcasting or, or other stuff, you will have to pay me to do a little way in retrospective. Just want to say that off rip. You are not getting one until you guys pay me a substantial amount. I don't know what that number is, but there's a number for it. And there's a, f- f- there's going to be a fucking huge one wherever it comes from. I wouldn't from. force you to just do that. Say, just wanted to throw that out there. 
Well, yeah, I wouldn't record. Oh, like, you could record it by yourself if that's the case. <laughs> fuck no, that, boys. Um, fuck Lil Wayne. Um, secondly, um, in terms of you asking what, you know, I guess, I don't know if you said why people were just um, people not in the mix, I guess. To me, personally, again, and this is me trying to be, you know, forward thinking, you need to educate yourself. You need to zoom out. And I've said that before, you know, for on a couple of posts here and there. But and um, actually, a, a a a guy from university who I graduated with asked me, "What do you mean by zoom out?" And I said simply, like, it's it, you see rioting right in a vacuum right now. You see it, and you're like, "Oh, that's horrible," right? But if you zoom out and you understand why. Then it doesn't seem so. Doesn't seem. Doesn't yeah, seem this, so. You know, just the, like the, zoom, the zoomed out images. The zoomed out images way more horrible. Like the the zoomed out images right. just fuck. <laughs> like you, you, right. you look at the writing. Right. You're like this is terrible. Zoom the fuck out. Right. And you're gonna be traumatized. Right. Like fuck me, man. Right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 No. Like no. Exactly. Like you brought it home. Like it's if you. It's the same with everything. Everything, not even not even bad shit, all the good shit as well. Like the reason why I keep asking you guys to explore as it pertains to music is because there's so much out there that you're missing out on. Like and even from a you know socially conscious perspective, obviously, you know, again I mentioned that five percent that Ben mentioned earlier. Like that's what you're fucking with. You know what I mean? Like what what, should, what number should you th- should you personally think? That number should be at for your own consumption. Is it 25? Is it 50? Is it 75? 100? I don't know. It Give yourself a number. And I don't know how you can keep yourself on that. But, <laughs> but you know, just in general. like keep, keep Give yourself a number in that sense. Like, what do you think you should be listening to in that case? But again, zoom out. Like, in the, in the case of music, obviously, you know, when you... When you Go to somebody like, you know, Kendrick, and then he gives you someone like Tupac, and then you get into like someone like Tupac, and then you go listen to someone like, I don't know, Miles Davis or whatever, right? Just, or Louis Armstrong, right? Something like that, right? Just, you, you get what I mean? Like, when you go deeper, and you can say go deeper or zoom out, it's the same thing. When you go deeper or zoom out, then you start to recognise shit more. Right, so... And in the case of, you know, racism in general, like, if you zoom out, you'll understand more. And I won't even have to tell you what to do. Because you'll be so apoplectic yeah. yes. in a similar yes. way that Ben is, then yes. you'll you'll know what to do. And you'll understand yes. and you'll see what I'm talking about as it pertains Fuck to yes. looking ahead and thinking of solutions. That's how yes. it works. So when if if you individually can zoom out, then you're doing the right thing. That's all you have to do. Zoom out. You have to read some books, go watch some documentaries, go listen to some music. There are so many ways you can do it, and I guarantee you have something you like one of those things, or any other different type of consumption. Right? Reading, watching, listening. Do whatever. Just go do it. <laughs> it's simple as that. Just zoom out, and you will understand more, and you will, re- well, you'll empathize more. You might not be able to sympathize, never, probably not, but you can empathize. 
So, and, and obviously there's that picture that's been going around where it's like there's a protest on the background and literally the foreground is just like six white dude, uh, white people just having drinks, like having brunch. I'm just like, oh, wow, okay. And that, that just sums up <laughs> like a lot of things. Um, uh, the third thing I wanted to get to, yes. Guys, hip-hop, <laughs> and I've said this before, um, probably, hip-hop is built on this. It's built on the backs of other genres that I've already mentioned. Blues, soul, R&B. And those genres themselves are built off pain. And are built off trying to escape a certain situation. You know, through music. And trying to get your where you are. And you, want, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Because I know you guys listen to certain eyes to escape. You do. You listen to... Um, I don't know if I could bother naming Ayas. You listen to Ayas to escape your own situation sometimes. And I do too. That is what hip-hop is built on. It's built on all of those other uh, art forms I mentioned. And more. It's built on pain. It's built on angst. It's built on pain and anger that we... You know, some people... Especially black people in America are taught... To, you know... Hide, not not hide it, but just like stifle it, so you don't get shot. One outburst could end your life. Yeah, that's you know, oh, Jesus Christ, man. So, if you don't, if, I'm sorry, if you don't like agree with people talking, people in hip hop circles talking about this shit, you're in the wrong fucking genre of music, and you're in the wrong fucking lifestyle. And that's what it is as well. Don't not forget that. It's not just music. It's never just music. Okay? So, and I'll, and I'll ride that shit till the cows fucking come home on that. Like if, you, if you give me an inkling of that attitude, I ain't, well, I can't cancel because I'm not God, but, you know, it's just, <laughs> go fuck yourself, to be honest. Go kick rocks. And, actually, don't kick rocks. Go educate yourself. I don't I don't wanna like I don't wanna push back here. I wanna bring you fucking in so mm. you can understand why we're having this episode as well. Mm. So I guess I'll leave I guess I'll leave it there because those are the three I just wanted to get to. Off off the back of yours. But yeah. No, you nailed it. You fucking nailed it, man. If if you <clears throat> that I watched this video, and I don't wanna I won't go on too long here because you just absolutely nailed it. But if I watched this video and they were talking about uh, everyone focuses on the what. No one focuses on the how. Everyone focuses on what they're doing now, what people are doing now, what. And and this is not regarding to the the riots. It's just in life. How did they get to that point? That's what you need to focus yep. on because you will understand the moment and everything will become clear to you. And you won't have to fight against things. You will understand how someone came to that. Just educate yourself please and if you educate yourself and you zoom out as charlie said and you still feel like this is over the top or whatever then you're a racist and at least you know and like you can inform the people around you and you can wear an armband that says i'm a racist stay away from me i'm sorry you're just a fucking racist if you zoom out and you don't understand what's going on 
You're either a racist or you're a psychopath or a narcissist or a sociopath. You don't have any human emotion and there's no hope for you. But for everyone else, please educate yourself, read up on this, understand what is happening and why it is happening. Understand the why and then you'll understand the what. Yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, knowledge really is like everything. Once you gain once you gain knowledge on a certain subject, then like you you start to realize a lot more things, not just in that subject, but everything around it. So when you listen to hip hop and you understand and you start to, you know, understand what these people are talking about and then you personally go to look up more about it, and that's where that's where you know, that's where the buck stops for a lot of people. You listen to T-Pab and you're like, oh, oh, great, great fucking album. Turn out turn. Classic, 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 classic. Do, do, did you go to... Did you did you listen to Dissect at all? And that's just... And that's another that's another thing. There's, 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 there's some easily consumable shit. That's why I love Dissect, because it's so consumable. Like the Lemonade season I've just... I've been listening to, mate, there's so much on it. So much in there that I didn't even get, and Lemonade has just like been open, like the eyes have been open as to why Lemonade was so good. Um, but anyway, we'll leave it there, and we'll get mm. to um, uh, uh, a Lino challenge, which um, I gave Ben very early in the week, so he had some opportunity yes. to actually do some do some looking up because it's a very technical one. Um, okay. And I'm kind of cheating with oh. I'm kind of cheating with mine to be honest, but uh, you'll you'll see what I'm on about when I get to it. Alright, so it changes two songs that use the same sample, but you prefer the least popular one. Go. Okay, so I didn't do this challenge because I got so fucking oh, angry sake. and so. Oh, uh, no. Look, I, no, when you sent it to me, I had answers immediately and I was like, <laughs> I'll research these. But no, you go first and then I will have my answers. Okay, so I'm kind of cheating. Because the least popular song technically samples the popular song, but it kind of has the same it kind of has the same thing going on um, in terms of what it is. But technically, I'm cheating, so I just want to say that off rip. But you'll get it when I'm, when I'm when I'm going into it. I prefer Nipsey Hussle's "Hustle and Motivate" to Jay Z's "Hard Knock Life." Because, I mean. Obviously, Hard Knock Life um, goes off the you know the song of Annie. It's a hard knock. Yeah, we we all know the we all know the song, right? But obviously, uh, 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 sampling wise, Hassan um, uh, Mofe technically samples Hard Knock Life, which obviously samples the other one. So, if you want to count that, then count that because because I'm going to count that. But I don't know. I just prefer. I just uh, I just like what they I just like what um I don't know who who produced um Hustle Move I want to want to give shouts um while I find it uh, but yeah that's, that's the beat on that is just so like uh the forty five king apparently um I don't know I just prefer it to that I feel like uh Jay Z could have well whoever I forgot who produced the Hard Knock Life um could have like just I don't know I made it, it a little more I think it was ski yeah it was ski that was it um. I don't know. Could have made it a little more uh, hidden. It's literally just like it's just literally that, but with the bass line on it. And I don't know. I just found I just found that a little bit easy, so to speak. But I feel like while Samove did, like in terms of just you know what Nipsey's saying in the song, you know, and obviously his uh well 
go to episode one of DITV if you if you if you want our uh, if you want our uh, uh, statistical hey, dive into right. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Nipsey, rest oh, in damn. peace. Yeah, that was a that was a Sh- great shout out episode man, one. Fucking yeah. That was a rough. We need to do a genuine retrospective because because uh, we didn't actually like do a retrospective like we have done so far. But um, and obviously that one was a bit more impromptu um, and more statistics based. But um, yeah, we need to like do a deep dive in the song, so to speak. But we'll get to that when we get to that someday. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I just feel like the usage of the of the sample of the sample um, is just a uh, so much more. There's just so much more like oomph to it, and like when I hear that song, I just my mindset just clicks to something different. Like my my, it hits different, man. So yeah, shout out to Hassan Movie. That's a tune right there. But um, yeah, I'm kind of cheating. <laughs> I'll try. I'll, let me see if I can find a proper one. Just, to, just so 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 I don't. Well, that, I'm gonna, so I'm I don't gonna get cheat shot a little bit at. Too, just um <laughs> just off just before I do that, that was Forty Five King actually who produced Hard Knock Life originally. I forgot yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so shout out Forty Five oh, okay. King. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to cheat a little bit because I'm going to say Little Wayne is pretty much, and I know Little Wayne's uh, not a great topic to talk about today, but Little Wayne has pretty much done this so many times. Like the funniest was, um, what's that DJ Khaled song that he's actually on? It's not Brown Paper Bag, it's the other one. We Taken Over. So he does. he's on We Taken Over. This is the first song, this is the first time I ever was exposed to Little Wayne his final verse on that song I'm like wow he's scorched on this and then I discovered that he remixed the the song himself and rapped over the same beat and just annihilated everyone and the amount of times he did that in his career was just like take someone's beat and then just annihilate them over the top of it I don't think anyone has ever done anything like that before in hip-hop history that's so consistently so that's cheating a little bit uh, but the other times I've discovered, like Saint Pablo, um, you know, the things that immediately came to mind, Saint Pablo and verse where I'm from, I was like, yeah, nah. Uh, what's free? Did um, what's beef? I'm like, it's a great song, but no. Uh, Rick Ross's World's Finest samples Jay Z's Brooklyn's Finest. I mean, that's a no-brainer there. Um, <laughs> Respect the game by Meek uh, sampled. Dead Presidents by Hove. Obviously, Dead Presidents is one of the greatest songs ever made. Um, so I couldn't really find too many, like just off the top of my head, that uh, the least popular one was better. Like, apart from the Nipsey one, like I, you know, I love the original, so I can't really say that I, I like the Nipsey one better, but I'm a Jay Z stan, so that's not fair. But, uh, you know. I don't know. You know what the one, um, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to say Cop Shot the Kid with Nas. I actually really love that song. I think it's a banger, and I think the lyrics are great. I think Kanye's verse is incredible. It's probably one of the best verses he's dropped in the last, since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, or since Watch the Throne. Um, I think it's better than the original. I think that. I uh, I actually like that. I know a lot of people don't that's, like that's, it because that's the not samples... what we're talking about. That's not the challenge. <laughs> what is it? But that's sampling the original song, is it? No, no, no. It's two songs that use the same sample, but the, oh, the, the least popular ones. So I got one actually. I've got a good one actually. Uh, so okay, 
this is this is very marginal, very very marginal because I love both of the songs. But I've just I've just had this one on my regular rotation, and the other one hasn't. So that's just how it is. Um, shout to Jungle Brown, we on, because uh, that uses the same sample as uh, Will Smith. Well. Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff, Summertime, right? They they both use Summer Madness by Cool uh, Cool in the Gang. Um, I I prefer We On right now. It's it's so I, I don't know. Just it just uh obviously Summertime fits the bill much more much uh, much uh, smoother. Um, and uh, We On talks uh, more about uh, I guess uh well you know getting on just like you know just, just like keep doing your things kind of thing. Um, but bro. Yeah, man, We On is just fire, man. Just from just from a bass perspective, I just love it and like how and how they that whole song and just how it's crafted. I really love that song. So, uh, but yeah, shout to shout to shout to shout to Summer Madness, man. That has delivered some absolute bangers. Like as a sample, my God, it's so clean. I love Summer Madness. But shout to Cool in the Gang. Summertime, summertime's come on, man. Summertime's out there, but like that's a that's a straight classic. Yeah, I know. I know, but have we on this on my regular rotation? Don't want to tell you. <laughs> Don't want to tell you. Okay, all right. Um, <sighs> so I'm just googling. Uh, so Sister Nancy Bam Bam was obviously in Famous, and it was in Bam by Jay Z, Lost Ones by Lauren Hill. It's hard to say which is the more least popular out of those three, but uh, I love Probably it in Bam. Famous. I just think. Yeah, the, just the end of Famous for me is great. Um, so maybe that's the more popular one, I guess, because it's, it was a single, right? So, yeah, it makes well, sense. Well, if we use that exact same Sister um, Nancy sample, we actually have another one, uh, Brown and Beautiful by Choosing Exile. <laughs> I'll put that over You like there. that one? I, got, I, I love that, that one, I've man. not heard that one. It's a tune. It's a tune. Oh, my days. So, it's so loving. It's great. It's, it's, it's like Latino. Um, it's got the bum bum behind it, uh, but it's got a stick like Latino uh, uh, vibe and the sampling behind it. I forgot the particular sample, but oh, so great, it's so great. That's that's yeah. So that's that. that's another one. There you go. That's another. One. But I probably prefer see, Lost Ones out of all, out of all four of those. <coughs> see, look what look what anger does to me. It just ruins any kind of rational thought. Like I, you know, I saw that challenge at the start of the week, and I'm like, this is gonna be a good challenge. And I, some things came to mind, and I'm like, I'm gonna research this. And then I just completely forgot about it until Charlie said, "All right, time for a lighter note." And I'm like, "Oh no, I fucking forgot." Like, oh dear, oh dear man. Ah, <laughs> oh, the, the, the death of rational yeah. thought is my anger. I like these challenges though. I like these challenges. I think uh, I think we should we can, can we should continue them. Um, I like them a lot. Actually, you know what? Uh, I will I'm ask trying, you. I'm trying. I will ask you because okay. what did you say was your the oldest song you have in hip hop rotation? In 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 the oldest hip hop song you um, still have in rotation. <laughs> Factually, it was a uh, uh, award tour. Uh, right, eight. 93 factually <laughs> oh yeah, i say um, factually because i actually have a playlist called regular rotation and it's just 10 hours that i you know keep that i just like refresh yeah, now yeah, and again yeah. with new songs and take out old songs so you know i have a genuine regular rotation which i play nearly daily um so yeah like factually when i mean factory that's what i mean but you know i do listen to some you know big daddy kane and rock him now and again so yeah it's not a the rotation bit, uh, <laughs> 
I was I was a little bit non-factual with Curtis Blow. I was just uh, yeah, you know, but I do Curtis it. Blow, you know, I was like, what the fuck, you li- bricks on the bus, huh? bricks huh? on the car. You, you listen to that? You listen to that daily? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I don't I don't listen to it daily. I don't. It doesn't. Ju- it doesn't just come on shuffle. Let's put it that way. It doesn't. But I do yeah, listen to it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. mine would be. Um, Mine is always just a friend by uh, by Bismarck. Here. I think it was eighty seven. Man, that always comes on. I love that song. Yeah, shout out to Tyler. I My boy that... Tyler, he loves Bismarck. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, Bismarck is underrated as fuck. I love Bismarck. He's just feel good shit, man. Yeah, so shout out Bismarck. Shout you need out to your do friend Juice Tyler. Crew one day. And uh, yeah, we go do Juice Crew. We go do we go do some '80s stuff. We got to dive back into that because that was fun when we did like Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah. Like I learned so much shit. Like I learned heaps. So I reckon that that'd be cool. Well, we could do Eric B and Rakim because I actually listened to uh, Rakim's audio uh, audio book of his uh, "Don't Sweat the Technique" or "Sweat oh, yeah. the Technique" a, a few months ago, and I love that shit. So I'm I'm down for some. Uh, I'm down for doing some Eric B and Rakim if you want to do that. Just a suggestion. Not looking in, guys. Not looking in. I mean, Eric. Eric. I think Eric B is mad underrated. As I know, he's one of the great. Like people talk about him, but like, bro, the way he got those beasts to slap in like the late '80s, that's rare, man. So I I would love to. I'm totally down for that. I'm down for that. All right, all right. Let's 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 do some Eric B and Rock Kim next week. There you go. Cool. All right. I like to. We should we should try and do that more often. Just like try and lock it in live because. Um, sometimes we, uh, in the past couple of weeks, we've gone a bit uh, uh, last minute with it in terms of what we talk about. And obviously this one's a very special occasion, but uh, yeah, man, yeah. it's been uh, over yeah. an hour, hour and 30 minutes, probably our longest episode yet, but um, I think it's, um, you know, relevant and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of glad that it's uh, probably the longest one um, just for obvious reasons, but uh, all good things must come to an end and uh with that said, ladies and gentlemen, from the Fifth Element Podcast Network, this has been Digging Digits. I've been Chai Taylor of the Fifth Element. I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. We hope you all have a good week. And I put much more emphasis on that as of thanks to this week because, because fucking hell has been a week. Uh, we shall always try and do the same. Stay safe. And Corona is still happening, guys. I don't care what, what the lockdown says in your respective countries. It's, it's still going on. But regardless of that, Stay safe and all that. Stay safe. Um, we'll try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy, as in gentlemen. All right, peace. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show was edited by me. Music for this show is piece of video games by bonus points. Thanks to our records for the ability to use. Socials for Fifth Element, Hip Hop Button Numbers, Bonus Points, and Chill Breakers will be in the full show notes wherever you're listening. This has been a Fifth Element Podcast Network and Hip Hop Button Numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us, and we shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits.